on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Go to Boy Dave and I were up in northeastern PA. We happened to go to a place where the store owner told us about a dinner party that he had recently featuring some beer celebrating the band Rush. I mean, a Rush dinner party. How cool is that? Well, of course, we had to buy some and bring it back to share on the show. The Rush beers from Henderson's Brewing Company we'll be tasting and discussing today are the Rush Canadian Golden Ale, Signals, a 2022 limited edition Belgian Golden Strong. Also from 2022, Moving Pictures, another Belgian Strong Ale. This one's a dark version. And finally, Xanabrew, a Belgian Strong Golden Ale. If we have time, we might have a bonus beer. We'll be right back after this break. Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone. Here we are for another sud segment where you can choose your own beer or listen to the good old boys and go. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. <sighs> Who See? writes this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's like <laughs> William Shakespeare. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, we're already banned somewhere. Yeah. Um. Well, anyways, I'm your one of your hosts, Good Old Gal Juliana. Joining me at the table today is Good Old Boy Kendall. I'm glad I chose to be here today. <laughs> Exercised my free will. <laughs> no ding. No. He gets a ding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good Old Boy Carl, welcome back. It's it's like time has stood still since we've last been together. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so ding. You know, you're cheapening the ding. If everybody just gets a ding for everything they say. But they're great. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't. You should. No. Good old boy Paddington. I mean, Sparky. How are you? <laughs> I have elbow patches and I can't follow those two. That was awesome. <laughs> We are so proud, though. You look great. Thank like, you. He does. Yes. As always. <laughs> it's good to have Sparky back. And Aww. then there's good old boy Dave. Yes. My nipples are always hard. <laughs> true. I didn't have a rush joke, so I just... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Speaking of rush. So a couple months ago, good old boy Dave and I were up in northeastern pa it's all pa no no it's very divisive um visiting family and while we were there you know as always we shop for beer which we do every time so 
We happened to go to a place where the store owner told us about a dinner party that he had recently featuring some beer celebrating the band Rush. I mean, a Rush dinner party. How cool is that? Well, of course we had to buy some and bring it back to share on the show. In 2021, after learning that Iron Maiden had started making their own beer, the guys in decided the guys in Rush decided they couldn't let those little British biatches be the only game in town. So Rush partnered with Henderson Brewing Company in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which I'm pretty sure is right down the road from Toronto. <laughs> to Rush Canadian Golden Ale. Building off that success, Rush and Henderson's have expanded their collaboration to several new beers, including the ones we will be tasting today. Oh, wow. Okay, good old boy Kendall, would you please give us today's lineup? And don't rush through it. Just take your time. Oh, you got it. The Rush beers from Henderson's Brewing Company we'll be tasting and discussing today are the Rush Canadian Golden Ale, Signals, a 2022 limited edition Belgian Golden Strong. Also from 2022, Moving Pictures, another Belgian Strong Ale. This one's a dark version. And finally, Xanabrew, a Belgian Strong Golden Ale. If we have time, we might have a bonus beer. Xana Brew. I figured that would be one they would make with Olivia Newton-John. You know, right? Right. Yeah. The Rush song came first. Okay, fair. Yeah, that that's fair. Yes. Okay, go to boy Sparky. Why don't you give us the Suds ratings? And please, go ahead. Go hardcore. Go Strange Brew. Okay. <laughs> go whatever you want. As Canadian as can be. All right, you hosers. We'll be discussing and rating these beers in these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Oh, that sucks. Give me anything but a Labatt's. Was that a belch, eh, you hoser? Ah, what a relief. I'm sorry about that. The dry cleaner got all the gravy stains out of my Canadian tuxedo. That's what I should have worn today as a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> Four, oh, body really should not make that sound, even after four servings of poutine. And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another Canada dry and rye. Canadians make good rye whiskey, dude. Well, I don't know. And I like Canada dry. Good. At least you didn't have any references to Canadian bacon because that's a sore subject. Mm. Yeah. It's not bacon. Yeah. I don't know it's, what not, it it's not even it's not even ham. See, I, yeah. I go back to the days of Molson Triple X. That's my jam. Wow. I hear about your dubious lifestyle choices. Hey. Well, anyways. Okay. Well, let's get into it. So the first beer that we're going to go into is um nice little can here. It is the Golden... The Canadian Golden Ale. And it's a rye golden ale, 5.5% ABV, pours a gorgeous old gold color as opposed to a new gold color. A tarnished gold. Yeah. I mean, gold is the new black. It is. Okay, fair. Um, Yeah. It smells weird. It does smell weird. Yeah. It smells like homebrew. That's... 
you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but you, you know what I mean, right? Like, yes. Yes. There's, there's definitely smells familiar in that regard, right? Like, sort it's, of maybe marginal sanitary conditions, or no, no, I'm, I'm picking up anything really off. It's just I know what you're saying. Maybe like a fermentation character. Yeah, it's got that mm. like that sort of back end yeasty smell mm-hmm. that I think oftentimes, you know, oftentimes homebrew, you're talking about something that has not been filtered sure. or pasteurized. So it's True. been moved from the fermenter directly to a bottle or directly to a keg. And so I think a lot of times you get that kind of yeasty characteristic. Also, if I didn't realize it was rye uh, until you just said it, Juliana. So I think that rye carries a very specific aroma too, I think on, um, non-hop forward beers yeah and it's like heavy rye mm-hmm. too oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah it's it's right there yeah really getting and it, it stays on mm-hmm. the palate you get that spiciness it just kind of lingers really yeah. it's light but it's there and it just stays on your back palate for yep. forever yeah. this is five and a half five and a half yeah. flows into the bitterness nice piney bitterness mm-hmm. a little foresty yeah yeah but it's, I, it, it drinks well mm-hmm. I, I think it, it tastes good yeah, I didn't think the smell lined up with the taste. I mm-hmm. thought it, when I smelled it, I thought I'm not going to like this. And then I tasted it. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. I get this. I like it. Sure. Yeah, I could I could see myself cracking a few at, like what, around um, Thunder Bay. Kendall, what would you pair this with? Ooh, Don't I say poutine. Think about that. <laughs> Don't say poutine. Yeah. Canadian <laughs> bacon. Yeah. Nice. Some Something that would pair well with the spice and the bitterness. And I'm... I'm trying to stick Canadian. I'm really having a hard time finding it. You can Venison? go. You can go south. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing some kind. I'm guessing some kind of a, a meat, like a grilled meat or something. This would go well with. But yeah, mm-hmm. venison that would probably Sausages. work. As long as they're not too fatty, I think that might clash. But that could be good. I know? mean, is Canada specifically known for their cuisine? You know what I mean? Like, is, yeah, no. like more so Montreal. Than, I, mean, I mean, like they did give Quebec us Maddie Madison, anything, yeah. so like that's that's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, <laughs> Maddie Madison, but he left, right? Not, yeah, I mean, anybody would. Sure. I mean, why would you stay? Yeah. Um, Sorry, Canada. Did we just get banned in Canada? Because probably. Okay. I thought we were already banned Bam. in Canada once again. Yeah. yeah well, we that, just got rebanned. We're home, just reaffirming. They were very yeah. polite and were like. We're probably maybe kind of going to have to ban you if you do that again. Oh, no, 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 well, no. We, we are seafood, polite. We are Canadians. So I guess this, yeah, this could go with seafood too. I mean, this is probably an all-encompassing kind of beer, like with anything. You know what I mean? I would, I would watch what I said with the, on the meat with the, some of the excess fattiness. Same thing with uh, some seafood. It gets really oily. You get a really okay, oily fair. seafood, that's yeah. going to really go. But if, okay. if you can find a nice mild seafood, yeah, I agree. Sure. That would work well. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good uh, hockey game beer. You know? I mean, oh, absolutely. Maybe, yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. Juliana didn't do justice to the can, just saying yeah, it's a Juliana. nice can. It is a beautiful God. can. Okay, I'm sorry. Why yep. don't you describe it Yeah, for what, us? Do, what do you got going on there? Describe it. Well, you tell me. <laughs> it's Starman. For those Star- of you listening at home, it's Starman from the 2112 20, record. It's a golden can. Very uh, old. With a Thank big you. star and a naked man standing in front of it saying, oh no. Naked butt. Don't land on me, star. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because we have assumed control. Sure. Very good. Very wow. Good. All right. See, true Rush fan. I just dude, there this he, guy, is. he knows his yes. stuff. Um, no, I mean it is it is a nice can. It's very tasteful, I guess. You know, like I've seen some 
rock cans that are just before. Anyways, okay, so what shall we rate the golden ale? Yeah. 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 I'm I'm with Kendall. I'm a four, too. We're going to go with four. All right. Kendall, is it safe to say that you are a Rush fan? Probably not as big as Carl, but, you know, I love the band. I've seen them live. I, I st- and Moving Pictures came out when I was 13 years old, so that's easily my favorite record, even though I'd argue it, I probably have others that I enjoy just as much, but it's that impact of the just the time in my life when it hit. Y- can you imagine when Tom Sawyer comes on the radio when you're 13 and it's the first time you hear it, you're like, this is amazing. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, mind is yeah. blown. So yeah, always love that, that album. like some of the newer stuff too, but I'm just a fan in general. Neil Peart was a motorcyclist uh did some amazing adventure riding and i'm just a big hmm. fan of that too i didn't know that and have yeah, you read his books the ghost rider i books? have not but i've seen the motorcycle it mm-hmm. was on display at the hall of fame in a uh, motorcycle hall of fame in ohio wait there's so, a motorcycle, motorcycle hall, hall of fame, fame and i don't ohio. i don't know if wow. his motorcycle is still there but they had it featured at one time it was cool are, so are I all of the halls of fame in ohio except for <laughs> baseball i have no idea no no the boxing hall of fame is in canastota new york Oh. Yes. For what so, that's uh, worth, all of you listening, so yeah, <laughs> get out there to Canastota, yeah. precisely in the dead center of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> Big fan of the guys. All right, we'll be back with more in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Today is a rush tribute, if you will. Sure. A rush day. I don't know. Well, let's hurry up and get to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, fine. Okay, so right before the break, we were talking to Kendall about his, um, how do I want to say it? Like, what Rush means to him. Yep. Now, Carl, what does Rush mean to you? I've got a lot to say on this matter. I'm sure okay. he does. <laughs> well, An entire do. segment. So, well, I'm going to start with this. So, when my youngest two were in elementary school, uh, we got involved in a carpool uh, with some folks who lived around the corner. Uh, and their son is the same age as my youngest daughter. So they were kindergarten through fourth grade together. And so every morning I would drive over there and pick him up and then drive to school. And then they would drive the kids home, which worked out great. Like sure. it's easier in the beer business for me. It's easier to, to do drop off and whatnot in the morning. I oftentimes have stuff going on in the afternoons. That's when people are out drinking. Yeah. So, Anyway, so uh, come to find out that uh, both the parents grew up in Toronto. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So, nice. Uh, I was like, oh, how cool. And of course, the first thing I say is, you know, well, you must love Rush. This little snot had never heard Rush before. What? So I, I was like, are you like, really? you are going to have to turn in your citizenship cards. Yeah. Both of you. That's, like, you're not allowed no. to be Canadian. It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> So every morning we would listen to Rush in the car. <laughs> Nothing but Rush. Yeah. And this we don't drive carpool with them anymore and this has continued. So this has been going on for probably 7 years. Oh, that's All awesome. we listen to is Rush that's every really morning cool. on the way to school. That's cool. Nice. Uh so I probably just by virtue of this probably listen to more Rush than any other band that I listen to <laughs> currently just because, yeah, because every morning. Yeah, because that's every day. That's yeah. your default ride music. Yes, exactly. We yeah. did. I mean 
and it's always it's always shuffle. So you know, shuffles up Y Y Z. Well, maybe okay, I get gotcha. one track on the way in. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm thinking two two or three rush songs a day. Yeah, is nice. kind of my general intake. I think okay. you mean Y Y Z. Y Y Z. And so, so I've got this sort of long ongoing relationship with Rush, um, that I've been able to involve my my kids in as well, which is great. I think that they uh, have have grown to love them in the way that I do. Um, and so I think that what really draws you in, at least what draws you in is the, the music, but what keeps you is how quirky and strange they are. Uh, and, you know, the more you read about these three guys, you know, Getty and Alex Lifeson grew up together. They were, you know, friends in mm-hmm. elementary school uh, and, and are just these two like goofball guys. It's a very strange sense of humor. Um, almost, almost British in their uh, approach to humor, very dry. And, yeah. and, uh, and then you have this savant drummer, Neil, who can, comes in after the first record. And then they say, you know what? If, if we, we're never going to break up, like they were together for 40 years, the three, these three guys, mm-hmm. which is, you know, genuinely sort of that era of music is gone. You know, like once, yeah. once the stones hang it up, like that's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. never happening. No. Keith Richards will live forever. He's, yes. He's it basically pickled himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. He's what, yeah, he's very well preserved. Sparky, you do, uh, you do a lot of the carpool duty. Right? I do, man, and it's sad duty. because <laughs> duty. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's sad because we used to have like you know we used to have a no cell phone policy, and we used to all like everybody would submit their songs, and we build these playlists, and I you know sneak in my songs and get the dad music in there going on. But uh, now it sucks; they're all on their earbuds, looking into phones, and it's. They're automatic silence. It's sad. They won't even let me listen to NPR. So I'm just like <laughs> trying to start conversations. So how about the the weekend, guys? Nobody? No takers? Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna shut up and drive you to to school now. Goodbye. But uh I have I have a weird relationship with Rush because when I was in college, I lived with three percussion majors. Oh wow. No way. Yes. And I was a music major for a minute too, and and two of them were really good. And they had a shrine to Neil Peart in our <laughs> apartment, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. However, one of our roommates, Ryan, was basically the gimp of the group. Like he was—I <laughs> don't know if his parents had raised him in a shell or something like that, but um, and he really had no like like no cultural knowledge whatsoever, and so we were always just ruthlessly like punishing him because like ryan you idiot you how do you not know who neil bird is i every like you're a drummer how can you like have a drum set and not and so it was just we were constantly abusing him but that was always one of my great joys was um just abusing ryan for not knowing who neil Pert was and then oh. um <laughs> and then like you know 10 years ago when rock band you guys remember that whole like music game yeah. setup thing dude i had like this huge setup you know the wireless mics guitars like 300 hour drum set all this other stuff and every nightly party like we'd have dinner parties would always devolve into hours worth of rock band which would always there was always somebody that would just rush 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 all the time because it's a lot of fun to play um pretend not for real but sure. yeah sure yeah uh, neil was a beast i mean a beast and his kit oh good lord oh my god sorry insane. sorry like right. the time machine tour like 
I don't know how many of you saw that tour, but the kit was like steampunk. It was beautiful. It. Sorry. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I'll get to me later. Um, <laughs> let's get into another beer, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. So let's go to the Signals 2022 Limited Edition Belgian Strong Golden Ale. Only 11.9% ABV, in case you're wondering. So this was their third in their series of premium Belgian-inspired beers. Signals is the classic Belgian blonde with Riesling must and cold. Oh, thank you. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I was like, there's something. Is this going? Yeah. Is thank this you turn? for saying that. Yeah. You are so welcome. Okay, thank you. So it's giving you aromas of stone fruit, peach, maybe mild yeah, spices. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this release is all the more special for them at the brewery because the fire hydrant that adorns adorns the album cover was manufactured almost a century ago, just a hundred or so meters away from huh. the brewery. <laughs> That's cool. So there's that. Meters. I'm really glad that you said there was grape must in there because I was You were I was like, like, what is this? I don't know if I want to talk about this, but yeah. Yeah. No. I, I had the turnt uh thing like, well, some of that tastes like a Belgian club. Yeah. <laughs> that started out like, as a Belgian. Acetylaldehyde. Yeah. It was happily getting the apple and even almost a little tartness, like not sour, but there's mm-hmm. something tartness. going on here uh-huh. that yeah. now, now it makes sense. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's, yeah, well, it <laughs> yeah. is, right? And it's interesting because when I first saw, okay, golden hand, let me get my head wrapped around, like, you know, and then tasted it. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, certainly this isn't, like bad packaging or, you know, and I was thinking, oh crap, maybe this is a bad beer, but no, it is not. Even though it's not exactly what it should be doing with those. If this was a straight Belgian, uh, Belgian golden ale, then yes, it would be turned, but it's very wine forward. I would say for sure. I mean, Getty's a big wine guy, a big collector and wine consumer. So that tracks really shouldn't surprise us, I guess. Yeah. I like Um, this. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was picking was, up some raspberry. Wasn't. Weren't you? Got, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, because we all Mike hates raspberries. Yeah. But oh, anyways, I mean, who doesn't? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. doing this January thing. I, I, I don't know if you, I, if you were following along at home. Uh, I I'm part of a little group of people, and we each kick in three bottles of gin, and we do dry Whoa. January. So I tried oh. different gin every day what? of the month during January. Wow. Why weren't we a part of this? <laughs> it, uh, we're, uh. we're taking applications for splinter cells now. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so the last night's gin, uh, some of the botanicals were peach and raspberry. Mm. And really? it was really not for me. Hmm. Like I'm a London dry guy. I'm a London dry guy too. Mm. I just, I, yeah, matter of fact, some of the American style stuff just really... Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, I'm open to trying, like, I'm interested to try different stuff. And this one was just really, I mean, it's very subtle in its application of raspberry, but you know, I let the kids smell it before I taste it. Of course, I'm not letting the <laughs> children drink it, but I'm like, Hey, what do you, right. what do you smell when you smell sure, this? And well, sure. they need to grow up learning what good gin smells like. Yeah. And they were both like, this smells like raspberries. Is there like bubble gum or something in it? And I'm like, no, eh, anyway, Sadly, but no. yeah, I'm not a big raspberry consumer. What country either. did that come from? Uh, I don't know. I'm okay. gonna have to look it up. Okay. Wow. I think That's... I think it's Holland and or I'm I'm pretty sure it was Dutch. Okay. 
Okay. That's flashing me back to the gin episode where Mike like made us taste a hundred gins. Like, no, no, don't hold your heart. That was, that was, well, that was tough. But, but it introduced me to Spanish gin. That's true. That was and worth it. That, that was worth the cost of admission right yes, there. Yes, that I'm like forever in love with Spanish gin. Now. And there's so many like great like tapas style places now that are popping up around town that really kind of focus on that. So. I know, which is great. Mm-hmm. And now that it. we can actually get some Spanish gin mm-hmm. in town. Um, like the alchemist. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. okay. Um, this is not a gin show. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. On our latest Sips episode. <laughs> Side quest. Um, good old boy Dave, what do you think of the beer? Well, now that I know what it is, I, I really like it. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. A lot of those, the peach notes come out really well. So, yeah, I, I can wrap my head around this beer a lot. 11.9%. Probably wouldn't drink a lot, but... Yeah, I can't feel my molars anymore. Oh. Uh, you don't need those. You won't. Nah, yeah, you don't need, need those. those. Molars. Nah, no. Yeah. This, yeah, this is beautiful. And this is a thinking man's beer, if mm. you will, to go along with a thinking man's band. Like, I think it's really nice, if that makes any sense. Um, what shall we rate this? Beer? Yeah. Yeah. All sure. right. We're going to rate it a four. Uh, uh, is cool. that like a five in Canada? Maybe. The, Maybe. What, yeah, what's the conversion uh, yeah. rate there? Yeah. <laughs> Most change rate. Yeah. Yeah. For know, such, it might be ratings, like yeah. ev- almost even right now. How many um, loonies were each one of these cans? <laughs> <laughs> um, good old boy Dave, what is your um, exposure to? Oh, I don't care for Ru- for uh, Rush. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. So uh, we were talk- talking about it earlier, uh, Carl. It sounds like Carl and I kind of came in to rush right about the same time. Um, Roll the Bones was the only time I've actually seen them alive, and that was one of the first albums that I really got into. Great show, great live band. Um, then I went back, you know, and kind of listened to their older catalog and stuff. Their their newest, newer music before they, you know, uh, before Neil passed and then they kind of dissolved everything, I didn't really keep up with it so i'm more like early catalog up into early you know early 90s it's where i kind of flow yeah it's funny unlike iron maiden where bruce left and then bruce came back yeah and that that segment of records where he had just come back uh i'd kind of poo-pooed and then came back around to it and was like all right these records actually rip rush i think they're their catalog gets dropped in for me into buckets where it's two or three yeah. or four records that have a very similar feel. And then it's a change. Um, and the change that happened after echo, like test for echo is sort of the beginning of the, like the final bucket and it was test for echo snakes mm-hmm. and arrows, uh, clockwork angels. Yeah. Uh, they're tuned down They're like, they're just like we talked with iron maiden. It's a set. It's a, it's a reflection of the time. Uh, so they're, they're like a little, they feel heavier. Um, the the tuning is lower. Of course, Getty can't hit a lot of that screamy, shrieky Led yeah. Zeppelin stuff that he was doing in the 70s. Um, then that kind of lost me a little bit too. Like I yeah. appreciate them for what they are. Uh, but, you know, I'm just a slut for a pop hook. And uh, <laughs> that era of that sort of uh, after permanent waves, like you roll into grace under pressure through uh counterparts has much more 
pop approachability, I think. Um, yeah, like almost a mainstreamness in the you know scheme of well, things. Well, I think like even like well-established bands, they still feel the pressure to follow kind of like what's going on, and that doesn't always really fit their strengths. Plus, you have to change to stay relevant. I mean, two of my favorite bands, both from the early '80s, Metallica and U2. I mean, they've had so many different sounds. Metallica, not so much, but they've definitely gone through a few phases. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Like when the Black Album came out, we oh, yeah. all thought that, was that so different. The end had come. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, sell out. Sorry. Well, and I think people <laughs> want to evolve as artists too. Mm-hmm. You know. To a degree, but not a lot of people can do that successfully, too. I mean, that's there's there's a handful of groups that can really, you know, stay relevant and make those transitions. Yeah, and and those are the bands that are still around. So like forty years, or you know, for the Stones, like was it one hundred and seven years they've been playing? (laughs) Yeah, since eighteen seventy three. Yeah, yeah. It's um, (laughs) it's hard, and you know, like the Stones actually have a pretty new song out now, and it's eh. New yeah, album. They did a whole new we, album. Yeah, yeah, we listened to that record and I was like, eh, okay, I guess I'm trying to wrap my head around yeah. this. Like, and they're wanting to be current, but I just, I don't feel it. Yeah. Just go back and play Street Fighting Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just be done with it. Um, anyways. Sorry, I stopped the I stopped passing the bottle. No, around. no, no, that's okay. Pick up okay, the- so the next beer that we are going to talk about is Moving Pictures or Moving Pictures. Um, it's a 2022 limited edition Belgian strong dark ale, allegedly. Um, is it getting weird stuff in it? That we should know no, about don't on tell the front us. end? Just so we can have that first sip and be like, <laughs> oh no. It's always in my brain. I'm always like, oh no, this was not what it was supposed to be. <laughs> you're, you're funny. You're really funny. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. This, is this the one? This is the this? least dark Belgian dark well, strong. I just ever say, what is <laughs> That's this? what I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm, I, I saw the bottle. We got the right bottle. And uh, it tastes good. It says it right. It says. I can smell some. It's Mm. good. It's really good. good. It just ain't very dark. It's not dark. What's the ABV on this sucker? Yeah. 27. Yeah. (laughs) 14. (laughs) Which is funny for, you know, Belgian dark strong. I expect raisins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Candy sugar raisins. Yep. I'm waiting for that special B. Um, there's a specific malt that you would use in a Belgian dark strong called special B that, that contributes that sort of raisiny, um, candy sweetness, um, and gives a nice dark color, which this beer is definitely darker in color than the last one, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it dark. Um, but it, it's interesting. I think, I think water is such an important characteristic of beer. And when a lot of people say, oh, well, all of their, you know, when they're talking about a specific brewery, all their stuff tastes the same or all their stuff tastes similar. Well, of course it does because the water coming from that brewery, it's the same water in all those beers. So there's going to be a degree of consistency across somebody's brand because the primary ingredient in that is is water. So wait, this one's supposed to have the Riesling must in it too? Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm trying to figure out on the notes here if this is with freeze-dried honeydew melon 
What? Uh, and Niagara and Niagara Riesling juice. When they dined on honeydew. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have questions. Yeah. Right. Um, you may have to investigate further. Yeah, it's just not as dark as I was expecting it to be. No, and you can't really tell because the bottle's pretty darn. And this one, I mean, this one tastes more like a straight Belgian ale. For sure. I think one. the yeah, there's nothing adjunct. The fire hydrant yeah. beer was much more uh, the wine. wine forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, I get more Belgian character out of it. I think those Canadians are trying to trick us. Crafty, crafty Canadians. Or maybe this is the Canadian version of a Belgian dark. <laughs> Shouldn't it say Belgian style dark strong? Well, we'll be back with more here in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Today is an an episode that is an ode to Rush, essentially. And right before the break, we started talking about the Moving Pictures beer, which was, it's a 22, a 2022 limited edition beer. Um, this came out about the time of the 40th anniversary of the record, Moving Pictures. And it is a... It says on here that this is a Canadian golden ale and not a dark. Oh, oh. So, okay. all right. Well, that makes sense. So that would make more sense because before the break, we were talking about how this is not dark. So, is there another moving pitchers beer that is a dark Belgian? Did they do? Yeah, dark two beer? versions. I I don't see that here. Okay. Um, well, let's go on actually, the assumption. Yeah, because now I'm looking at the Rush website, which is talking about this beer that was released yeah. in Pinot March Noir. of 2022. And they are saying that it is a 11.9% ABV strong ale with fruity notes of berries and grapes with a spice and floral bouquet to round it out. Um, Also, aromas of maple syrup add complexity while tannins help balance out the sweetness. Why do Canadians have to put maple syrup in everything? Everything. Because... That is their version of butter. Those, <laughs> they actually have that instead of blood. Those you just cut everywhere. a Canadian, I have. Those boys There's a little have. bit of maple syrup that leaks out before the blood. It's and those true. boys get the syrup in them. They get all antsy yeah. in the pansy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I don't get any. I don't uh, get any maple syrup in this. I don't get it's, any maple. Yeah, it's to me. This is not as good as the last one. Yeah. Um, good flavors. It's a good beer. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I would definitely drink more than one, but I guess in the context of a Canadian golden ale 12% beer, not bad. Yeah, and again, now, for, now that we're not expecting it to be dark. Yeah, right. Dark. <laughs> and I think it's held up well too, right? As a as a beer that came out in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I mean for 2 years, yeah. But isn't it safe to say that a lot of Belgian style beers can last a bit? I mean, yeah, enough booze. The, Everything uh, sticks around for a second. Yeah, like the your your natural pres- preservatives in beer are hop oil and uh alcohol. So Typically, the Belgian stuff, you wouldn't expect them to be super hoppy. Um, but if they're super strong, that also helps. Oh, maybe all the maple syrup fermented out in the bottle. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so this is really interesting. So every at, at the Black Abbey Tap Room, periodically, we bring in guest taps. And given our like direction of European-influenced American craft, when we bring in a guest tap, I sort of, you know, we try to draw a line in the sand and say, we really want this to be 
some sort of Euro beer, right? Like, feel like that's important. And so we brought in Unibrew's uh, oh. 30th anniversary oh. stout, which uh, was brewed with maple syrup. And when we first tapped it, like standard U.S. coupler, tapped it, went, pulled it through the line, poured, went to pour the first pint, and it just spat at a extremely high velocity. Oh wow! Uh, oh, because it had refermented. Like it was dying it, to yeah, get out I because of the refermentation. Yeah, because there was so much maple syrup in it. Wow. I'm guessing <laughs> that it wasn't pasteurized, right? Yeah. Maybe sure, it was, but sure. um, but I th- we thought it was really. We're like, what is this? Is you know, are we not? Do we not have our pressure set right on the draft system? What's going on? And then, you know, we we gassed it off a little bit, and then it poured great. And I think a lot of times when you start playing with these raw sugars, especially oh, yeah. in the yeah. unfiltered stuff, yeah, I mean, you it's can kind of get a, a little refermenta- yeah. refermentation yeah. or yeah. exploding cans yeah. or exploding uh, cans. The best. Ooh, boy, I oh. seen start. You go to the store and you see some of those cans that are kind of misshapen and kind of bulging out. Like, I used oh, to cool. like go through the warehouse and just see, you know, like stuff that sh- just ex- like there's nothing like that. Like we like have an entire palette of cans start to like all like go, it's, it, you're <laughs> yeah. just sitting there like what's the next one that's going to go? Let's find out. Yeah. Sounds a good time. So what do we want to rate the, I already forgot what it's called. So moving things. Sure. Pictures. Yeah. Pictures. We're going to rate it a three. All right. Yeah. Can I get a picture of moving pictures? Next time more syrup people. Okay. All right, let's talk about Xanabrew. Yeah. Um, no, it's yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mark, high marks for the pun. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so Belgian style ale and 10.5% ABV. I'm sorry. I cannot get that Olivia Newton John song out of my head now. But this thing is very pale. Yeah. And by comparison, the last one was much darker. This is a very, very light, almost looks like a Pilsner. Um, for a Belgian Belgian huh. ale. Uh, is it is it a Belgian strong ale or Belgian golden? It says Belgian style ale. Okay. That's all they're gonna give us. That's <laughs> all, all we're going to give us. It looks great. Yeah. It's, and there, it, and on I the back of this, it's Kugel like Khan standing lot. at the bar in the Pleasure Dome. Wait, what? Yeah, said to his followers, geez, after all that pillaging and stuff. I could use a nice cold one, eh? Mm. <laughs> it would be great if one day beer geniuses invented a delicious a delicious Belgian-style brew we could have on tap. It only took 807 years for Kubla Khan's dream to come true. <laughs> mm. All right. Like I said, well, there you go. Yeah, what a bunch let's... of quirky, weird dudes. Yeah. Cool. Well, while we taste this, I like Juliana, it, why don't mm-hmm. you tell us about... How you first exposed yourself to Rush, or I mean, well, first exposed <laughs> ha, funny. Okay, well, I'm I'm kind of late to the game because, granted, growing up you would hear some Rush songs and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's cool, that's cool. But I really, I really wasn't exposed to it till I moved to Buffalo in '95, and Counterparts was the first record that. I actually like listened to and was drawn into. And then um and then I subsequently like went and found the back catalog and started listening to that and then going to shows because like 
back in the day, it was easy to cross the border and you could see Rush play in Canada all the time. And it was, I mean, so easy. Like you just get on the QEW, drive for 10 minutes and you're there in Toronto. Toronto. Toronto? <laughs> Is that near Toronto? <laughs> a suburb of yeah it's a it's a verb yes it's a verb yeah so if i wasn't like seeing musicals there i'd be seeing rush and i just i fell in love with them because i was also getting into prog rock at the time (laughs) stop it and there were similarities (laughs) and then i got into i listened to hemispheres and to this day, it's still my favorite record. I four just, songs, each one of them's like an hour and a half. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's it, but this is what records were like back then. Like now, when you have a pot. single, and you get a bunch of singles that are like sort of like you know puked onto a record, and <laughs> wow. that's the end of it. Is that how they're made? Now? <laughs> no. It, wow. it, yes. No, Actually, but it yeah. feels that way. You know, there were there were themes. There was. There was a lot of thought that went into the A side and the B side of a record and and all of that. And I, I just really appreciate them and have always loved them. Um, and I haven't seen them as many times as Iron Maiden, but um, yeah, but still they're like, they're up there in my top 10 bands of all time. I guess I never thought of Rush as prog rock because I don't, I don't remember any of the albums where someone was banging trash can lids together or any old British ladies screaming at the top of their Wait, lungs. you're not sticking the dagger into the left side of my <laughs> They're more of a working right. man's band. Yeah, but they are. See? They are. Yeah. Modern day warriors. Yeah. Fine. Fair. That's fair. I mean, they are modern day warriors. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, they yeah. are. But they are. And they're, they're, they're a thinking man's blue collar band, if you will, if that makes any sense. And for three band members to make such a sound that's like it's really impressive and as a, a pseudo bass player myself like i mean getty lee can just do no freaking wrong i heard you that, know i don't know if it's true but gene simmons claims he taught getty lee how to play bass that's so. ridiculous <laughs> gene simmons should teach himself how to play bass <laughs> okay Fair. gene simmons but, should just teach himself to well, play any instrument it is I really mean. funny that you bring up gene simmons because i was actually about to bring up gene simmons uh oh. <laughs> so, wow. do tell us about gene simmons well they uh if if you haven't seen uh the rush biopic uh time stands still you should see it uh, because it documents the final tour, their last tour. Mm. And in the beginning of that, uh, well, for the last couple of records, Rush was on Rounder Records, which is based here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so the guy who did our website for a while and does Yazoo's website and whatever um, also worked at Rounder. And oh, so no he way. really got to know oh, those cool. guys. Oh, uh, And so oh, in the I'd beginning of that Time Stand Still uh, biopic, there's... A bunch of different interviews, one of them with Gene, Gene Simmons, talking about the early days of Rush and the they were on tour with Kiss and some of which is so bizarre. But how all that? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So strange. Yeah. And it was during that time when they were all wearing bathrobes and you know that like that pre twenty one twelve era where it was just really trippy and mm-hmm. uh, sci fi prog rock. One time the the guys in Kiss. Uh, <laughs> They, they stapled uh, slippers to the floor 
in, on the stage in front of their microphones, in front of Alex and Getty's microphones, so that like because they would come out in these ridiculous kimono robes, and they were like, "Oh, you forgot your slippers," and they oh, just nice. stand on the floor. Um, <laughs> but Gene Simmons, one of the things that he said was like the first show that we that they did with Kiss. He said, "You know, I come out and I see what they this drum kit, this Yahoo's got set up out here, and all these toms and gongs and cymbals." And he's like, "This is ridiculous. This guy's over the top." And then within the first three minutes of the first song, he's literally touched every item on the drum set. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of legit. I guess he does need all this. Yeah, I guess yeah. he's here for all this stuff. And if, <laughs> if you haven't seen Time Sense still, I would highly recommend it because it was, it was a fascinating um, view into Rush at it, at the end, right? Mm-hmm. How, how they mm-hmm. were... Um, like how the guys got got along together, how they did or didn't want to go on the road anymore. Uh, it, was a, it was a really interesting take. I went with my son who was, I mean, he must have been 12 maybe at the time when we went and saw that movie. And it was right at the beginning of his interest in Rush. And then almost immediately afterwards, Neil died. And so it was like his interest in the band was just beginning and then he would never get to see them. Uh, and and then, but for me, of course it's like at the end, right? Because yeah. I had seen him multiple times and had known and loved them for a long time. And so it was, it was a really weird space for me to be in watching that movie with him. Um, and he and I still talk about it years and years later. Um, so if you have the chance to watch that film, I think you really should. No, good call. Good call. Will do. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're just they're still such an amazing band. And now Getty Lee has this little mini series going on. Yeah, our bass player's human too. Like yeah. it's on Amazon. That's, I don't know if you guys watch it. It's weird that that is the name of it because I've always felt that Getty Lee is an alien. There's no way that man there's no way he's he's human. The he way he like can a play a bass the way he does and sing and sing in that range. Yeah. He's he's not fully human. Of this earth. Well, but the guy from Primus is his brother then <laughs> because yeah. um oh he's definitely an alien what's his less claypool yes less yeah. in fact there's an episode with less and um Getty it's together. amazing it's like <laughs> it's it's yeah it's just perfect but i feel the same way about primus that i feel about sour beer i have respect oh, for it really no not, not for your me. jam okay god jerry was a race car driver Bad. oh sorry <laughs> um okay so this. What do you guys think of this beer? Zenebrew. I it, I finished mine a while ago. <laughs> I, it's I, I I really I was kind of nice to not see any adjuncts or anything. It was just like straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Nice clean finish. A little bit of grain at the end. Um. Yeah. This is the most Belgian of the Belgian yes. ales we've had. Yeah. It's yeah. got that Belgian character you think just you're going to get. It. Yeah. But it's yeah. It's it's uh, re, it's almost subtle, but it's a really well drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is my favorite of all of them. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so too because this is like truest to style, if you will. Um, Straight yeah, to the point. I, I'm really. I think, it's I think they this. keep making this one too. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be. It's hard there. to make a Belgian beer this good. They can go sideways, even quick. for Belgians. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, Whatever. we are going to rate the Zanabru, which I believe is the most recent release, anyways. Yeah. Um, a five. Yeah, I'd like to pick up some more of this. Okay, so it looks like we may have we got a little time. extra time. Yeah, we do. So let's get into a bonus beer. A bonus beer from another 
uh, power trio <laughs> fronted by a singing bass player uh, who, coincidentally, are no longer together. So Yeah, which is... Sadly. No longer alive. Also true. Fair. Mm. Somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Kendall. Thanks for bringing it down. Wow. Man, <laughs> I miss Lemmy. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that are just now listening, we are talking to we are talking about Motorhead's Iron Fist. It's a loud and hazy India Pale Ale, um, six percent ABV, and it is brewed by Lift Bridge Brewery in Stillwater, Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. So again, 2022 is the 40th anniversary of Iron Fist, which was released in 82. God, mm. I'm getting old. Wow. Um, it is Motorhead's fifth studio album and the last to feature the three amigos of Lemmy and Phil and uh, Fast Eddie Clark. So, okay, quick thoughts about this. It's a hazy IPA. You're getting what you think you're going to get. Seems uh, pretty well made. I, I would drink too. I mean, it's solid, right? Yeah. Like for uh, what this, it is, it's not too fussy. Makes me want to play video poker and drink Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. <laughs> so Sparky, perfect. How about you? It checks the box. All right. All right. We're Sedrating. going to rate it a three. And that is going to do it for today. This was a really cool episode. Um, I think so. Well, thanks everyone for being here for a Rush tribute. Good old boy Kendall, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Please tell us about your blog. You can find me and my wife at bm3.beer. Check out what we did last year when we hit every brewery in the state of Tennessee. Woohoo. Good old boy Carl, thanks so much for being here today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And how can we find you on socials? Uh, you can reach me on Instagram is the best way at Black Abbey Carl. Perfect. Good old boy Sparky. <laughs> Thank you for helping me to fulfill the terms of my work release program, as always. We are here to help you, Paddington. <laughs> good old boy, Dave. Bye. <laughs> this is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone, play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.
Thank you.